0: hi guys welcome to the creation for the podcast and wow it has been a long time hasn't it uh i'm alone once again today i want to speak about why the podcast has why this episode has been prolonged for, for a long time and i'm sorry about that i have had personal issues uh very personal issues uh mental health so yeah uh not be not been feeling the best for the last two months. Kind of why I was inactive for the whole of uh, basically this season. I was very active when the national team played because I actually had some motivation to do it. But then again, when the league starts, I somehow some way my motivation to do to report live on matches, to watch, I to even watch a match, just plummets down. And I'm sorry about it, I'm gonna try to work on myself and and do live reports on every match. And starting from tomorrow, I guess, because tomorrow is the Europa League, uh, where Rieka and uh, Dinamo will play. So uh, yeah, but first, I yeah, as I said, I have had issues, so uh, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, it's my problem at the end of the day, and I'm gonna try my best. To kinda of cover everything that has happened in the past two to three months, I don't know when the last episode came out honestly i wow, what have I... I well, if you know i I have talked about stuff on Twitter, especially European matches in the league, not so much, so this is gonna be the place for that for the league so uh yeah uh I'm gonna start from bottom from from last from the last place team basically going through their form what's going wrong what's going right for every team and yeah and talking about the general matches which st- some players would stand out to me and all that stuff basically I'm alone no Herman maybe in the next episode we are gonna get a rant about Dinamo but uh, yeah not not for now uh, for now you're gonna have me to basically recap you on everything if you haven't been following the Croatian First League. So yeah, uh, let's start with the last place team currently, that is Istra. Uh, I predicted the finish 10th at the start of the season, but I wasn't expecting them to kind of, well, it's gonna sound wrong, but when I watched some matches, I watched them play, I think, two matches. So yeah, uh, they kind of look good, but at the same time when they play, they look shit. Some matches they look good, some matches they look shit. There is no other way than putting it, but they are more more times shit than they are good. So yeah, that is putting them after eight matches in 10th position, last position, which is uh, the only team that is gonna get relegated or potentially can get relegated after. So yeah, we have a new format in the league that I completely forgot about at the start of the season. So then, if you don't know about it, uh, the team that finishes ninth is not going to playoffs. They are staying in the league. Clear as day. So the only team going down, or has a possibility going down, and that is have 100% possibility, is the last place team. So yeah, history is currently last. Uh, the standout player for them is obviously Grzhen, but he hasn't done a lot. So yeah, the problems, as I said before the season, are... Prelets, who who is now the manager of Dinamo the dynamo second team, replaced Sedel uh, Sedluski, the Macedonian manager, for the dynamo second team. Which I mean, it's it's a good uh, transfer for him. I mean, he's gonna. It isn't the first sign up, but it's the second Dynamo team. He's basically gonna find new talent. But yeah, Prelitz, uh yeah, uh, that also and also they le- they let go a lot of players, a lot of. Good players, for example, Chondric, uh, Pavic and some others, like, I, Gonzalez is back, Gonzalez is back. They, they brought in a few loans, but none of them seem to be to gel in yet. They're still not that full team that they need to be. Yeah, the problems, all that happened at the start of the season are still going on, I think. But they have brought in some good players. Then in ninth position, uh, wow, how bad is Lokomotiva this season? I mean, 6 matches, uh, 1 win, 2 losses, uh, no, 3 losses, 2 draws, sorry. 5 points from 6 matches, not good. But the only positive thing is that they played in Europe, got a bit of cash. I think that's the only positive thing. And this week it got a... We got the news that Chuže was going back to Dinamo, basically got recalled from his loan at Lokomotiva. So yeah, he's back at Dinamo now, he played a, a couple of matches for Lokomotiva, looked good. As he did for uh, Israel last season. So uh, yeah, but yeah, let's speak of the Lokomotiva, I honestly, when you lose so much key players to Dinamo, you can you can just see the impact on that, you can just see the impact, whenever you watch them, you can just see the impact of how badly they play. They barely beat Game match in the Croatian Cup, uh, so basically almost got knocked out in the first possible opportunity in the Cup. And then, uh, sorry, had a burp, another burp. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's speak about the Europe. Uh, wow, I honestly wish Osei finished second. Honestly, wish Rossi finished second now, but yeah, but at the time Lokomotiva was the better team at the end of the season, but uh, At the start of this season, uh, a couple, two months Through it, uh, yeah, Lokomotiva is shit uh, and is very good So yeah, uh, Lokomotiva lost to Rapid Vienna 1-0 in the second round of qualifying, or was it the first, sorry, I think it's actually, I think it's the first Uh, Let me just check real quick sorry Uh, Yeah, it doesn't say here does it Uh, well I you're gonna have to take my word for it. I think it's the second Or is it no no, it's the first it's it's the first it's the first okay It's the first I fucked it up. Sorry. So yeah, uh, they got knocked out in the first round and then in the third round of uh, of the Europa League got knocked out by Malmo Five nil. Five nil. I wasn't expecting a lot from Lokomotiva against Malmö. I wasn't expecting a win. I wished them luck, but I didn't see a possible opportunity to, for them to go through. But I didn't think they were gonna concede five. I, uh, if they were to concede five, I would have said, "Well, maybe they scored two goals, maybe or one." But I wasn't expecting them to not score any and just concede five and. Put on the worst possible performance ever. You could, like, if you had to choose from performances, uh, that's possibly the worst outcome. I don't think it can get worse than that. Obviously, it can. they, They can concede more, but... At five, you just say... At four, you even say, okay, we're done. At five, it's just humiliation. So, yeah, they got knocked out, and after that, they... They drew to Istra. Is that good? No, obviously it isn't. And after that, they beat game match And now their their match against Tosje got, sp- got postponed last week. And uh, next weekend, when they were supposed to play Hajduk at home, uh, that also got postponed due to uh, four COVID cases in the in the squad. And two, uh, and two players are in self-isolation. So yeah, unknown players. So yeah, that is not going good for them ah, then we move on to uh, Varždin that's all I'm, I just have positive to say about Varždin just positives I just have a feeling like Toplak is such a good manager I mean they got unlucky a few times but if you're going around and losing 1-0 to Dinamo to Osijek to Rijeka you're doing something good only one only one goal separates you from a draft, from a point against those big teams. And yeah, I think for them it's very good. Uh, they started off a season uh, very good against score It's a 5-1 loss, but after that they bounce back with a win against Sibenik. Sibenik, I'm gonna get to them. Uh, and then Drew to Lokomotiva 1-1. After that they went to the cup, they beat Bieluar, go went through. Then they beat Istria and then a tough Rafa games. Where they faced uh, Osijek, Hajduk, Dinamo, and Rijeka in the league, and in between that they faced they faced Cibalia in the cup. So uh, yeah, uh, very good results for now. I, top luck, cannot be angry with the squad. The they have been playing well. Uh, some players to point out are uh, Obregan still, uh, Jurassic, and obviously the goalkeeper Zelenka, who hasn't done the best job, but. It looks like a solid replacement for Nevistich, especially for a team uh, as Varazdin is. I think Nevistich outgrew the Varazdin the, the squad and it's now a Triek, which is very good for him. So, uh, yeah, I've, I don't really have anything more to say. Uh, I think their standout match is against. Uh, well, pff, should, should I go with the one against Istra or uh, against Shivani? More of Istra because. There they kinda dominated, they basically got very good chances and got a goal right before halftime in the 37th minute from Sernic. So yeah, I think that's gonna be the standout match, because, well, they still haven't had a really good match. So yeah, and their match against Skyduk was a water polo to say the least. The, the, the second half, I didn't watch it, I watched the highlights. The second half was just, wow, it was water polo at Split. That evening. Uh, then in seventh we have Shivering, the newcomers who who got their first win, and I know that Matt McKeon is gonna be happy with that uh, against Hajduk, Wow, what a way to win your first match in the Liga! Huh? You beat your rivals basically, Dalmatian Derby, first time first time since you came back to the first league in like seven eight years, and you and you beat them. Actually, no, their second one, sorry, their second one, but just, wow, you gotta be, you, and Haiduk is in their own problems, which I'm gonna get to, and I think I'm just gonna film a whole other episode for the, for the going-ons on Haiduk, but yeah, Sivnik has been performing well, uh, losing to small margins, and sometimes getting unlucky, like, against the Gorica, but at the end of the day, Gorica got the win, 3-2, I watched that match, for me, still the best match I have watched in the first final, even though I haven't watched a lot, but yeah, who Shiban are really good, really good to watch good football, they are and they they're, they're the team that isn't gonna sit back and just let the opposition keep the ball. They're gonna attack, attack, attack if they get a chance, they're gonna score a goal, which we saw against Hajduk last weekend they they did it good, they won. The defense, I think, just needs a bit of sorting because Haiduk, from the highlights I saw, had some good chances that they missed. So, uh, yeah, the Sibenik defense just needs a bit more improvement, and then it's just mid-table team for me. Mid-table team. Uh, the standout match is gonna be the one against Haiduk, uh, Very good, uh, very good played. They also won against Lokomotiva uh, in the in round five with a very late goal from. Prince Ampem, I, I don't know, I, I'm just gonna call him Prince, because it sounds cool. Uh, yeah, they beat Lokomotivo, it just shows how bad Lokomotivo is doing this season, losing to newcomers after finishing second, but yeah, I, you can't expect more. And the outside, And the outstanding player is gonna be, obviously, Prince. I mean, the guy, in every highlight, you're gonna see him minimally twice. If he played the damage for Lokomotiva, and of course Marco Bula, who, who has been a very good midfielder, very good, very good uh, distribution and everything for a for a guy that young, and to be the captain of the team by future, as we talked about in previous episodes. But yeah, uh, I'm still gonna stick with my predictions. Uh, I think oh, I... I have come unprepared for this. Uh, what are my predictions? I think I put... I put Sibenik in ninth. I think. Yeah, I put them in ninth, And I put this in 10th. Yeah, then we have Slaven uh who, have, who are right now 6th, 7 points. Basically, so Sibenik, Varazdin and Slaven are all tied at 7 points for that 6th position. But Slaven Blupa have a game uh, less. They haven't played one game, they have played seven games, and Srebrenica have played eight. So yeah, they can basically make a three-point gap or a one-point gap if if they get lucky. And yeah, uh, Slavin. Well, I mean, Kostanovic is doing his bit, he's scoring goals, three goals in seven games. Not that bad, I mean, after after the last season, I think, you can be can be very happy with 3 goals in the opening 7 games. Uh, so yeah, they uh, opened the season against Osijek where they drew, then they lost to Gordica. Uh, then they drew to Hajduk, 2-2, very good performance. Then, actually after uh, after losing to Gordica, they just went on a free game. Draw streak, three games drew, and then they lost to Rijeka, and then they beat Istra 5-1. Now, I want to comment on the match last weekend, uh or more exactly I think it was wait it was it last weekend it was five yeah it, it was on Friday, basically where uh, the manager Stipic, Tomislav Stipic of uh, of Slam said after the match he's gonna be a waiter in a cafe in Koprivnica, and he's just gonna invite people and you know be a waiter just to show how much it means, how much the town means to him and it's just, it's just good to see that, in our football especially, it's good to see that like, do you really think like Klopp is just gonna dress like a waiter after winning the Champions League or the Premier League and just be like, okay let's, let's all as a city all come together as fans, as Liverpool club, let's just all come together and enjoy a few minutes of our lives together. No, I don't think Klav is gonna do that. Uh, well maybe he could. Maybe he could take a few tips from Sleepich, but currently I haven't seen seen him do that sort of thing. But yeah. Uh yeah, the outstanding player is gonna be Kristanic. I also wanna comment on Knol. the Knol or and Boake, who are new uh newcomers to the club and have been doing well. Uh, for the club, the two the, the strikers, Knoll, the German, and Bakje, the, uh, oh god, I, well, I don't want to get this wrong, uh, I think he's Italian, I think his nationality is Italian. But yeah, the, the Slam Blupov has very good attackers, very good strikers, and Cristiano, Knoll and Bakje, and even Atondi, so yeah, definitely watch out for them, and also Bacaric Kurgic who is still performing at a very high level for them. As a midfielder, and we all know, maybe you don't know, but I know he had a very good season last year. So yeah, uh, then, this is going to be spicy, Hajduk. Where they finished last season, they are currently in 5th spot, and yeah, that is where they are now. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Hajduk. Uh, You know I'm a fan of Hajduk. Uh, Yeah. I haven't watched a lot of, a lot of matches. I watched the first half against Shibanik, then stopped. So uh, yeah, uh pff. there are problems in every area. But yeah, let's start off with their start of the season. Let me just uh so they started the season against Istra. Uh, very good match. They beat them 2-0, easy win. Uh then they beat Osijek. The fans of Hajduk then got very excited thought they were on top of the world because they beat Osik. but Osyk when they played them Kuleshevich was was right at the door was right at the exit door was basically waiting for the word leave and then he got it after the match and we all know Bielsa came and now Osik is performing well and also Osik That match against Hajduk missed a a lot of players, a lot of key players that were either on the bench or not even present at the match. So I don't think it's kind of a good win. It's a good, I mean, it's three points, so it's good. But I don't think uh, the fans of Hajduk and even some players maybe thought they beat Dinamo in a very tight match for, for the league title, but they didn't. They beat they beat Tosjek, and yeah, you gotta bring yourself to the world, back down to earth, and that happened <laughs> next week after the OSEC match, where they drew it to Slangolopo. Right before the na- international break, and then they faced uh, Dinamo. Then they faced Dinamo. Now, you're coming to a derby with 7 points for 3 games, and your opponents, your rivals, are coming into with 3 wins. For you have some you have some optimism because you beat us and you're like we can do it then you play the match and you for the first thirty minutes Haiduk looked good but that's the point of Hyduk this season and last season and the last God knows how years every time Haiduk plays good it's for a certain amount of time and not for a whole match and if you want to get results, you need to play good for an entire match. Like when they played against Galatasaray, they were like, we played good for the first hour, then you lost. Or against Gorisa, we played good for the f- for the first like 50-60 minutes, they lost. It's, it, it's professional football, you need to be, every player needs to be ready. The manager needs to be ready to give instructions for the whole match. And do sub- and make the correct substitutions or substitutions that he thinks are the correct decisions. Archaiduk, I don't think they have that. I don't think they have I don't think every player in that starting eleven is ready to run and make good decisions in those ninety minutes. They may be already to do that in the first half and fifteen minutes of the second, but you need that for a whole match. Unless you're going to get substituted. Now, they lost to Dinamo. After that, they beat Treno in the Europa League. And then they lost to Galatasaray. I'm going to be honest. When they played Galatasaray, I honestly thought there was a chance of them going through after the first 30 minutes. Zaktash missed two huge chances, sadly. But yeah, at the end, you don't come with the chances. Galatasaray does. A big club like Galatasaray is going to pounce on those chances. Unlike Hajduk. So yeah, that uh, that happened, and after that they came back to the league, faced Varasdin in the water polo match, lost one, sorry, one 2 nil, and after that they lost to the Gorica two one. Ah, uh, and then they beat, then they barely got through. Well, I don't mean barely, but two one, it it is a narrow victory. When you look at the stats, you wouldn't say it was barely, but when you look at the result, it's barely. You just escaped through for me because if you should beat someone 2-1. Yeah, it's not that good. I know... I'm, I, I, th- this can be taken out of context, but right now I just want to look at it on the serious side. If you're beating someone 2-1, the match isn't over until the whistle blows you... and if... Hydrocard lost to Grončar in the Croatian Cup in the first round, it wouldn't be good. It, that, that, it, it's, oh God, it's... I'm gonna get into the whole rant. But yeah, you need to win by two goals for it to be a good victory. Because if you're winning 2-1, and you're not committing chances to make it 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, then the other team has a chance to make it 2-2, just from one chance. So yeah, I just wanna say that. And then the last to Shibenik this weekend. The fans are once again calling for the heads of uh, director of football Kepcia and Stanis, I don't know what his job is at the club. It's something similar basically making transfers done. Uh, And Vukas, the manager. Now, when Vukas uh, was announced as permanent manager of Hajduk, immediately I was like there were better options. Just because he got a result against Dostyek and drew Slonblopo doesn't mean... And a weak Tosiek who was just ready to let Kuleshevic go. That's not what you judge a, a caretaker on. It's just not it. I I think there were much better options. I think Prells or even Toplak. Toplak on a podcast himself said Hajduk Tina Marjeka. If you, don't, if you ever need a manager, call on me. I'm ready for the opportunity. Nobody is here to call him. And I think I do had the chance. And right now, if I were Luck, I would say, right now, if they call me after Vukac gets sacked, which is inevitable, it's going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't take the job. If they wo- if if I was Luck and they wanted me after they sacked Vukac, I would be like, no, I don't want it. I'm good at it. There, There is also Prelitz, who at the time was a, a free manager, was free to get a job, didn't get it. There was also Tomic, who was rumoured to go, because uh, he wasn't doing a good job at Lokomotiva, obviously, and I think it would have been a good step for him, but uh, but then again, he is uh, Sibenik. He was born in Sibenik, but uh, I don't think he would have taken a job just because he manages Lokomotiva and... Because and Because Štibanik and Hajduk have the fans of the two clubs have this, let's say, rivalry. Not just because they're both from Dalmatia, but some issues with the both fo- with the both uh, ultras. Okay, that's enough for Hajduk, I think. I think I, as I said, I'm probably gonna do a whole episode on Hajduk, just to talk about what has happened in the last few years. But yeah, then let's move to Rijeka for fourth. Uh, Rijeka, 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 Rijeka. They are facing Real Sociedad tomorrow in a very tough group in the Europa League, which I'm going to get to. Uh, so yeah, let me just... Okay, there they are. So, you open the league against Sibenik. Sibenik looked good for me in that match, but Rijeka scraped through with a 2-1 win. Then they lost to Lokomotiva. At that point I was l- I knew Lokomotiva was, wasn't going to do well. But then again, you look at it and you're just like, you see Lokomotiva beat Triek and you're like, well, Lokomotiva got their revenge at the end of the day. But then you look at Triek and you're like, mm, that is bad, that is very bad. And at that point, I was like, will they go through in the Europa League? Will they get to the group stages? Will they finish in the top three? But I think they have solidified that claim, I think, but the Europa League. could harm them if they focus on it because I don't think for for Croatian teams only focus on the Europa League if you have a easy group or some some kind of tough group, not extremely tough which Rijeka definitely has and Dinamo definitely has a chance to go through, but Rijeka doesn't, I think they should, well if you want to get results, try to get results, but don't Force your players to run the whole match because it's you're just gonna tire them, get bad results in the league, get knocked out of the Europa League, and at winter break you're not gonna be in a position you wanna be. So yeah, that is what I would do. I wouldn't mainly focus on Europa League. I would primarily focus on the league, then on the Europa League. Which sounds weird, but yeah, it's our football. I would mainly focus on the league. But yeah, after uh, that last Lokomotiva, they beat Istra. They then lost 3-0 to Osijek, which wasn't surprising for me. I thought as soon as they hired Bielica, I was like, they're winning. Every time, they're winning, they're winning, they're winning. Even, uh, even against, uh, actually not against Basel, but when Osik faced Basel, I was like, okay, they have a chance. But yeah, that lost. Oh, so Arsenic didn't have the best de- debut, did he? 36th minute. Straight red. Straight. Straight red for Arsenic for Rijeka. So yeah, not a good debut for him. Then they faced Colos. Uh, it went to extra time. Once again, I would say Walter Paolo. <laughs> uh, Escoval scored the first goal on assist from Andriácevic. And then Kolenovic, with the assist of the, uh, of the Europa League season... I mean, the water stopped him. The water, so Kulevich has a wide open goal. He strikes it. The ball bounces, bounces, and then stops right on the line, just for Andriášovic to put it in. And at that, at that point, I was like, imagine if Kulevich doesn't score a goal for the next, like, few months. Because he hasn't scored since he returned to Croatia last season to Dinamo. And I was like, oh, I, I just I, I just felt bad for him. But now he obviously has. Been on a very good scoring streak, so good for him. And then they first got Copenhagen. Everybody, everybody has seen the goal against Copenhagen, haven't they? Or how do you say it? I, it was Copenhagen before, but was it? Is it Copenhagen, Copenhagen? I don't know. Mainly, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Ankersen with a uh, with an own goal, more exactly. Uh, Andriy threw the beauty of a chip, but uh, it hit the bar and then Akerson just put it in. And basically, that was the only goal of the match and Rijeka went through. I, what a match that was, all. that's all I'm going to say. And they went through to, uh, to the group stages of the Europa League. A huge achievement for them, once again. I, now I just want to congratulate the to Rajman, who we doubted when we had Richard Wilson on the, uh, on the podcast. We, and he himself said that he wasn't a manager. but the right man for the and now he has definitely proved he is a good replacement for uh Bisch. Uh and Kek. Uh so yeah. Uh after that win against Copenhagen they faced Slaven, Dillian the Cup and Varazin so Slaven and Varazin in the league and the Cup. All three wins, very good wins. Nothing to comment there unless uh Apart from Colón uh, scoring in both matches, so yeah, good for him. And now, yeah, I'm just gonna get to the to the uh, to the Europa League group stage for them. So they are in Group F. If you haven't seen the group, what have you been doing in 2020 for the past month? Or have you been lying, living under a rock? They uh, they have been drawn with AZ Alkmaar, Real Sociedad, who are they facing tomorrow? And Napoli. If you're a Reika fan, if you're a fan of Reika and you're believing you have a chance, you do have a chance. But let me tell you, the chances of you going through are a slim, slimmest to the <laughs> I don't know. It's they're so slim that you can get a result, one or two, a draw, maybe a win. But I don't believe you're going through. I think you're gonna. I, Rijeka is going to finish fourth. I'm sorry about it, but I myself want to see them proceed, obviously. I want to, yeah, but I don't see it happening. There is no way they're going to do it. If Rojman does it, I am honestly traveling to Rijeka and watching the the first home, like, if if it, it is going to be available. If they make it through, I'm going to Rijeka, I'm, I'm going to watch the... Around uh, the 32 first, like at home or second, like whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, the outstanding player uh, for the is obviously going to be Andrijaš, which I didn't say one for Hajduk because I don't really think there's there's an outstanding player for Hajduk right now, and I think it's yeah, we need to play like a team. Okay, enough for Hajduk. I'm on Rijeka. Uh, so yeah, uh, Andrijaš once again is staying uh, on loan for Rijeka this season, which is a very good move for him and the club, so yeah, yeah and he's performing, which you obviously want. Then we move to Ojciech, who are in third, after seven matches they have 13 points, uh, Rijeka could be third uh, after, next, uh, after the next week, after next weekend, after the next round, I'm just, I'm just it's basically saying saying phrases sort of when where they could jump Ojciech, but yeah, Uh, Osiak, 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 not a good start to League, not a good start, you draw to Slavin, you lose to Hajduk, you lose to Dinamo And then you have Bielica, (laughs) and then you have Bielica Bielica comes, puts it all all together, and is like, okay boys, all you now need is listen to me, that's it All you need to do is listen to Bielica and you're gonna get results Which they did after that uh, 3-0 win against uh lost to Basel 2-1 very good match for a very uh, well, a good match, an okay match for Osijek. Then they beat Varazdin in the league, Gorica, Osijek, and the last match, uh, Trikvenza in the cup. And their last match got postponed due to a uh, cover cases in the Lokomotiva squad last week. Last week, uh, so yeah, outstanding player. If I don't say it, I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, the signing of the season currently is Ramon Mieres, El Toro, how they call him, El Toro, at Osteek. so uh, yeah, he has been very prolific for them, 4 goals, seven, uh, 7 matches, very good player, watch them, have 2 goals against Sibenik in the la- in their last league match, so uh, yeah, I think it is very good for Osteek, they are moving forward, which they need to, and I think they are could be title challengers this season if Dinamo focuses on the Europa League, which I'm gonna get to and they're gonna need to do that because it's Dinamo. Dinamo is a... Uh, I, I, I know I know I said for Rijeka they need to focus more on the league because it's Rijeka and because of the group they got it, they got it. I'm gonna get to Dynamo. <laughs> so, Osijek. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go back to Osijek now. Uh, I think the main reason why they're doing this this good is because of Bielsa. I don't think there's any other uh, node. Mieres maybe wouldn't have been as good if Kuleshevich State or somebody else came in as a manager. But I think just because Bielsa has come in, he has changed the club and the mentality of the players. Because, yeah, you need that after you start the season. Poor, even though you had a good, a good performance against Dinamo, even though you lost 4-1, they played good. They play good football under Kolesovic, but yeah, then Bielsa came and now they're playing perfect football and getting those results they, they, that they need. So yeah, I can, as I said, I can see them as title challengers, so if they move on like that, they can definitely be a title challenger if Dynamo once again focuses on the Europa League, which I'm gonna get to. After Gorica, as we move on to Gorica, who are currently in second place after eight matches uh, and 16 points from those eight matches. Gorica has uh, wow has performed very well. I'm also sorry because you can hear my mouse clicking. That's because I'm looking at all all of the uh the form and everything in all the resorts because you need to when you're filming a podcast. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, uh Gorica. Uh I don't think there's anything bad going on at the club. I think the only uh, let's say negative thing is that uh they drew to Istra. Yeah, I think that's the only negative thing. They have in the two matches they they have lost this season. They have only lost by one goal, and that is against Osijek and against Dinamo. Uh, their second loss coming against Dinamo last weekend, when they uh, lost three two. Where you could say that they could have got more. It was a good match. Gavranovic won another level that game, hat trick. Very good for him and for Dinamo. But yeah, there is no negative about. Gorica Lovric performing, Mudrinski performing the super sub. I love that man. I love that man. I'm not a supporter of Gorica, but I just love to watch them. And whenever I watch them, either Lovric or Mudrinski just plays on the top of their game. They have also brought in uh, Spekic and Pershir. Uh, they also last season they brought in Spekic from Hajduk, and this season they brought Pershir. Uh, Spekic and Pershir are from Dinamo's academy that came to Hajduk hoping for a chance they didn't get it and now they're both at Gorica and I'm thinking that Gorica is making good business by that because you're taking young players that played in the two best academies in Croatia and you're taking them and they're gonna perform for you I think I think they're gonna be good players for them they also side Albi Doka who is a who got a goal on his debut so that's good a good right back for now but yeah uh, you just have to focus on Lovric and Modrinsky and even Hamad has played well. So uh, yeah, I think those are really good players. And if they can keep them in the winter, you can see them playing Europe Europa League uh, qualifications and maybe even make it to the Europa League groove stage if they get lucky with the draw. This season is Gorica's season to make something happen they haven't done in the past two seasons. It is their season. I'm saying it now. This is their season. If they're ever going to pull off an upset and finish higher than everybody predicted, it's this ease Just because of the start they, ha- they have had. Like, very good game. So, 5-1 against Varginal in the league opening opening game. 2-1 uh, against Slavin away, which is tough. Tough to beat Slavin away. Uh, Gorica be- then beat Shibini 3-2. And, as I said, they could have went the other way if if Shibini got a bit more lucky, but they didn't. Gor- Gorica, was a- in the end, was the luckier one. Then they beat uh, uh, Belišće in the in the uh, Croatian Cup, okay, easy win, 1-0, not that easy, as you can see by the result, but yeah, routine, okay. Uh, then they beat Lokomotiva, drew to Istra, and then last Orsjeck, and that's where I was like, okay, maybe the bad form is gonna start sinking, but then they played Hajduk, beat them at their home ground uh, at Velka at Gorica, and yeah, after that it was just... Uh, after that, I was like, "Yep, they're definitely finishing top four. They're definitely gonna finish top four for me." After like a, two months of after two months of the first final, then they uh, then after Hajduk they faced Cesvete in the Cup, Croatian Cup, and barely got out for free win. Very good match. And then uh, the last match they played was last weekend against Dinamo. I already mentioned that. So yeah. Uh, they just gotta keep moving on. The Brawskis is doing a great job. Just move on like that and, a season, and the season is gonna be very good for you. And now let's move to Dynamo. Woohoo! What a... Wow, what a if you listen to the other Bundesliga podcast where I kind of reviewed Dynamo uh, as they were doing their Wolfsburger special episode for the Europa League, I mentioned how I don't really like... Uh, Mamic and the Dino the, and, and couldn't stay to Dino, I really don't like it. But in the league they are undefeated, still haven't lost, only drop points to Lupo a draw. 3-3, very good with fucking awesome match. But yeah, I really think that in the Europa League they aren't gonna do good, unless they get a bit lucky against Feyenoord tomorrow and maybe against uh, AZ. I, no fuck. I just, and maybe C and maybe CSK. I, I think they can beat Wolfsburg in both matches or maybe get a draw away. But I, they can go through if they just get a bit lucky tomorrow night against Uh The main player was very unexpected, if you ask me. Uh, Gavranovic. Wow, Gavranovic to be the main man for them right now, instead of Petrovic, who is mm, not that good. Not not doing so well at Dinamo because of the injuries and everything last season at the end of the last season, so yeah, he he hasn't really been good. But Gavranovic has seven goals, seven goals, seven listen to that, seven goals. And Dinamo has played seven games in the league. Yeah, you you just gotta say it. But Gavranovic is now, once again, getting into form, and when Gavranovic is in form the team is gonna be on form so maybe that could lead tomorrow night to for a win uh, for a win for dynamo and i don't know when this episode is gonna get released maybe tonight uh, because it's currently 10 pm but maybe it gets released some somewhere tomorrow so yeah if i'm saying to, to tomorrow night it's today today if i release it on the twenty on the 22nd so yeah uh so well, I, yeah, they opened up, the, so yeah, I just want to talk about that. For Chivas' loss, uh, it just goes to show how how bad Dinamo vo- is right now. I mean, they did the Dinamo did dominate, but if if, if just gets two easy chances and they bounce on them, yeah, then you're not doing a good job, even though you are dominating. But yeah, if you're going one, so basically one year you're beating. That team away from home 4-0. A year later, you're losing to them 2 1. Uh yeah, just at that point and after that they drew to Slav and I was like, okay, they're getting knocked out of the uh of the Europa League. But then they drew Flora. <laughs> they drew Flora. They um, as I said it on the other Bundesliga podcast, they were lucky to draw Flora. They were lucky. If they drew anybody tougher, I don't think them would have made the through. Mamich just doesn't seem like the right manager for them right now and I really hope they change it because if they don't after the Europa League obviously because right now if you change the manager right before a big tournament it, it won't go down well and Mamich is doing an okay, for, an okay job even though I don't like him I really don't like how Dina was playing I want them to do good so uh Let's hope he does a good job tomorrow night against North. And I'm just gonna skip over the national team for a few minutes. And then end the podcast. Yeah, so... Well, we got another match against France, which we lost. It brought me down. My, I wasn't happy at all after watching that. I mean, you dominate for the third time you face France in, in the last two years. Third time and you're like... Third time's the charm, right? They score early, Griezmann with a great goal, uh, poor clearance by Vida, but the, I think Baršić should have been in a better position than the cross. Uh, yeah, so, that early goal, then we have Vlasic with a... F- oh, that, I don't know, but I just believe Vlasic is going to be in two years, so at the World Cup, he's going to be our main man. I think he's going to be our main man. So, uh really hope that ha- that he continues in this form, and in a year or two he moves to a better club in the top five leagues because I think he has ungrown c s k but as he said uh he he wants to stay at c s k because the fans love him and he has the whole club back in him, so uh, that's good but yeah, right now our main goal in the nation's league is to not get relegated and all, all we need to do that all we need to do is not lose to Sweden in our next match that is uh under a month away. So yeah. Uh, uh what else do I have to comment? Uh oh yeah, Bradaric, uh, Domago Bradaric doing a great job left wing, Wasn't expecting him to do such a great job again against Switzerland. Great job. Uh then we faced Sweden. Uh okay, you know what? We got l bit lucky against Sweden because Sweden dominated for right near the end, like, the last 20-30 minutes they just dominated. Which we didn't need, we just brought pressure on ourselves. Because it's the creation way, you gotta put pressure on yourself. But I also like the, uh, 4-4-2 diamond, I think, with the, with the two, like, Brekalo and Peresicin as strikers slash wingers. So, yeah, I really like that. So, uh... Yeah, uh... Well, I just hope we can stay in the Nations League and the elite groups, and maybe next year we can have a better squad, better cohesion, and everything, and just maybe finish second behind sub- behind a top dog like France maybe again. Yeah, but I really don't want to face France in the, in the in the following 365 days. I really don't want to face them. I really don't want to face them again. Because the two losses we have got gotten to them in this Nations League, I have just, it's just demoralizing, just demoralizes you. Because you know you can win. So every match you know the outcome could have been different, but it wasn't. And that just kills you. Yeah, so. the next two matches in the Nations League are against Sweden and Portugal. So, uh, hoping for a win against Sweden away, and uh, maybe a draw against Portugal split, just to, you know, just to do it, just to rub it in, maybe in split, maybe just get a good draw, an okay point, so uh, yeah. Uh, my predictions for tomorrow, uh, for the Rijeka and Dinamo matches, I haven't done that, oh shit. Uh, okay, so let's the first Rijeka, because so that I Rijeka, you have a, you don't have any chance, I think. Maybe a draw, but uh, I see that winning this free one clearly. Maybe Rieka gets a, maybe, let's say, a lay, very late goal, like in the 88th mid-event, doesn't matter. Uh, Dinamo, on the other end, I think a draw is possible, but uh, I think a draw is possible. But Dinamo hasn't been the best in defense, and they brought in Lovritzen. Gave a pe- who gave away a penalty against blue on his debut, which, uh, yeah, yikes. So, uh, I hope for a draw against Fairnord, maybe a 2-2 draw, 1-1. Yes, okay, I'm gonna go with 1-1. I just hope Dinamo can do a good job in defense. That's all I hope for, come on, man, just do a good job. Do- just tell Ritsen to focus if you're gonna play. So, yeah, I think that's it from me. Uh, I don't know when, as I said, I know when I'm gonna release the episode, but, uh, It's gonna be out. So uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening to to this. To my bastard commentary on everything. And uh, hopefully we can do. I can continue doing this weekly. And hopefully I have Herman on the next episode. So uh, thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.